Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba to the Hashira training has come to theaters and has left moviegoers somewhat divided. Is this a feature worth seeing in theaters or is it something maybe we should skip? Today on Com Talk, we're going to talk about that. Glicks, what is going on? We have received a signal from a new area on the planet Geekery. All right, let's see what the planet has for us today. Opening forms in three, two, one. Hello, Devoted Geeks, and welcome to episode 177 of Com Talk Podcast Decision of Geek Devotions, a show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting you know that you love. So if you don't watch past this moment, know this, we love you, we care about you. There is a plan and a purpose for your life. Do not give up. Today is kind of a different episode of Com Talk, as it's, I don't want to say it's just a filler, ironically, a filler episode of it, but this is something I want to put in the feed because it's been an interesting conversation taking place in the anime and geek spaces. And that is what's taking place with these, uh, these movies, and I use quotation marks, of... Demon Slayer. Are these movies what are these worth seeing in theaters? Because it's been kind of it's been kind of interesting. And so we just had one come out last week called uh, "To the Hashira Training," and uh, Celeste and I got the opportunity to go see that in theaters with a friend to celebrate her birthday. And again, it left people asking questions: Is this really worth seeing in theaters? So I want to I want to walk you guys through that. We have an article on our website, geekdevotions.com, where I kind of summarize what takes place. And if you want to read that, so listen to this podcast, go check that out. But let's let's dive into this conversation. What is it and is it worth seeing? One thing that people have been kind of confused about is that this is not necessarily a movie per se. But a lot of people, when they think back about the Demon Slayer movie, Mugen Train, they were really excited about it. You go to that movie and it was a single story through and through. And it was really interesting. It's fascinating. It's fast paced and it's beautiful. And people loved it. But what people didn't realize, what threw people off was that it was also kind of a whole season in and of itself. It was what was put out as the next season. So when people who went to go watch the anime, especially on platforms like Hulu and Crunchyroll, where it was broken up into episodes, they were kind of thrown off because like, well, I've seen all this in theaters. This is the movie, which led to a drop of viewership on Crunchyroll and other platforms. Following movie, and I'm getting to use quotation marks, was called To the Swordsmith Village. And it took a very different route in its presentation. Instead of being a single contained story like Mugen Train was, it was actually kind of a bridge between the two different story arcs of the Entertainment District and the Swordsmith Village, which again is why it was called To the Swordsmith Village. And Crunchyroll did their best to put this out the same, that this was not a movie, but rather it was more of a special uh, season premiere, a special event, almost a, a fathom event, if you will, to announce the new season that was taking place. And this was a detail that either was forgotten by moviegoers or they just didn't know flat out, which again, when you have the context of Mugen Train, I could see how that would happen, which this now brings us to the Hashira training. What's taking place with this? The Theatrical release to the Hajra Training Ground is takes after the latter more than the former. It is a bridge that goes from one story arc into the next story arc, and so that's something I think a lot of people have missed out on is that this is a special event, not a full length movie. And I understand that what we had with Mugen Train was special; it was really, really pretty awesome. But these are not movies; these are special events to announce the next season. So. We need to keep that in mind when we review what this was and if it is good. So let's talk about the story. The story of this release crosses over from the Swordsmith Village into the Hasha training story arc. And the season transitions, they can be tricky sometimes because of the length of time it takes between different seasons. Sometimes viewers, they forget details. They forget certain things were taking place or forget specific 
key points of the previous story that need to be present in their mind for them to understand or really fully enjoy the impact of the coming season. In this particular release, did a great job of making that bridge for me. It reminded me of key aspects that took place in the Swordsmith Village that I had forgotten, and also reminded me of the emotional depth that was taking place between a couple of the characters. And I appreciate that reminder because that really does help me moving forward into this next season. And then for the actual portion that was quote-unquote brand new, again, this is like the first two episodes of the new season, it was a nice return to some of the levity of Demon Slayer that we have on a regular basis. Some of the comedy and everything. Because again, the, the last season ends really intensely. And there's a really joyous moment, but also there's some startling revelations that are made that leave you worried. And so what happens is in this, again, it's, it's a, I know some people have called it filler. It's not a filler, but it's a lighthearted return to what Demon Slayer is, uh, portions of Demon Slayer. But also, it lays the groundwork for some heavy things that are going to be taking place in the season moving forward with the training of, of all the Demon Slayer Corps and what the Hostras are trying to accomplish. And so again, what, I'm trying not to give spoilers here, but what took place at the end was a major revelation moving forward. And it what they do is they set the groundwork for what's coming down. And it's, I'm actually, it left me pretty excited about this upcoming season. Now, as far as production value, I gotta say, this is just as high on par as their previous productions of Demon Slayer. They do a really great job. The company called uh, Unfotable is the company that's been doing all the animation. They worked on the Fate series, I believe. They have done an amazing job. And I was asking Celeste, because she's actually read the entire manga series. And so she knows what's coming down the pipeline. I asked her, Art-wise, how does this compare to the mangas? How are the how is it working out? And she said there are scenes that are almost one for one for the manga. They're doing a fantastic job of honoring the source material as they make this adaptation to a film. And so that's something I really appreciate because they're keeping that high standard of art. But for the manga readers, it's something that's not distracting. It just adds to the story for them. As I said at the beginning of this episode, we saw this in theaters with a friend for her birthday. And on the way out, we had another friend of us who was with us. His name is Caesar. Great guy. Love him to death. And uh, love his whole family. They're fantastic individuals. And he, I asked Caesar to kind of give his thoughts on the film for our website for the blog version. And I want you guys to go check out the website, geekdevotions.com. There'll be a link in the description down below for you guys to go straight to the article uh, to read his full thoughts on what he thought about the film. But he said an interesting line in his review that I want to talk about just for a brief second. That's simply this. Furthermore, it seems to the next season will emphasize trusting those around you and relying on them in your time of need. I am looking forward to this next season, what this next season will bring. And this line is it, interesting. How it, the way that it, he uh, he viewed it, how it was emphasizing trusting those around you, relying on them for in your time of need. I really found that to be very accurate. And it's one of those things that, it's a running theme that I love about this franchise as a whole, is there is this aspect of you need people in your life. You need people to come alongside you and encourage you and help you when you can't make it. Throughout the entirety of the series, Tanjiro is fighting for his life, doing what he can to protect his sister, to save his sister. But as much as he tries to do a solo, he discovers he needs people to help him, to bolster him up. And I really think that throughout this next season, we're going to see that take place. We're going to see not just Tanjiro needing help, but every member of the of the Hashras. Every Hashra member, every Demon uh, Slayer Corps member 
they need each other because of what's coming up in front of them. And uh, before I give my final conclusion about who this is for, I just want to encourage you guys in that mindset of you don't have to go things alone. I know sometimes it feels like you have to. Maybe you're in a situation where you've been made to feel like that's all your only option. But you need community. You need people in your life that can help you, that can hold you up, and help you walk with confidence and with peace in every situation of your life. You could be going through the worst things right now. Terrible, frustrating things that people won't really understand. But if, they're, but if you open up to them and allow them to at least be with you, to walk with you, that's going to help you get through those terrible and dark seasons. There's a lot of people going through dark seasons in their lives right now, and they are alone. They've isolated themselves because they don't think anybody else can help them. And again, some people may not be able to help you per se, but they can be present. They can at least be an ear for you. And I want to encourage you, if you're going through a dark season, don't do it alone. Get involved in a community. Get wrapped up in a group of people who will love you and walk you through that dark season appropriately. And again, I, I use the words appropriately because there are some people that they, they take advantage of you, of you. They will take, they make you dependent on them. As a Christian, I know that my, my I can get through dark times with Jesus. I know that God helps me get through those things. People misquote the scriptures all the time, try to say that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. That's not true. But what he does do is he helps you get through those hard times. He will carry you through that. But he does that oftentimes in the context of community. I need people in my life to help me through hard times. And I want to encourage you that if you are going through these things, get, get locked into a good biblical community that will help you walk you through these things, pray with you, and encourage you. So the final question is simply this. Who is this movie for? Again, I use quotation marks because it's not a movie at all. This is a season premiere special event. And we have to look at it through the through that lens. I understand that some people miss that context because it's not necessarily advertised as such by certain uh, media outlets. But again, this is simply just a, again, a fathom event, if you will. It's not called fathom event, <laughs> but it's an event for a season premiere. So who is it for? Well, if you're a fan of Demon Slayer, watching this in theaters with friends and other franchise fans, I think it's worth doing. Because when you're in the theater with other people that get it, they understand it, there's a level of joy that takes place. Everyone understands the jokes. Everyone understands the lev the the gravity of certain moments. And they understand like, you know, oh, wow, this is an important thing. And so there's cheers, there's groans, there's excitement in the corporate setting because we all understand it. So I think that if you can and, and you're in a group of people who get it, it's, not, it's a fun experience to go and see in theaters with other people. Because I don't think they're going to release this uh, uh, individually or separately like like they have the, the Mugen Train. That being said, if you're new to the franchise, I think it's a bit more for you to handle. There's a lot of things that you will not understand. There's a lot of things that you will not get. And it, they do an okay job the opening of kind of summarizing the different story arcs so you can kind of track along. But you're going to have questions on the back end trying to understand things. And so I would recommend maybe if you're new to the franchise, either have a friend who's very understanding and willing to walk you through it or maybe not watch this in theaters because I don't think you'll get it. Those are my thoughts, guys. I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed this podcast. I want to hear from you guys. Um, did you watch it? Did you like it? Who do you think it's for? Do you think it's worth seeing in theaters? Or do, you know maybe you should wait for the franchise to come out with these episodes separately. <laughs> I do want to encourage you guys, again, check out the website, geekdevotions.com, where you see the, the full-length review on this show, or a bit particular, uh, this release of the show. 
but also all the other content. We just released an episode of the Bottom Shelf Podcast uh, where we are reviewing Lady Hawk, which I know what you guys are thinking. Dallas, Bottom Chef Review Terror Movies. Why are you reviewing Lady Hawk? Maybe you should listen and find out. But we also have articles and reviews coming out all the time. Why? Because we're trying to create content that encourages people, inspires people, and help geeks kind of navigate things and find the light of Christ, find hope amid those things. So, guys, until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. <laughs>